Classic Rock Files. Right. On 94.3 The Drive. Yeah. Winnipeg's Classic Rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Hi, Kelly. Well, you don't see this every day. As a matter of fact, a part of it, I don't think you've ever seen it all. Last month, Bob Dylan released his first original song in eight years. And he gathered all of that music that was pent up into one 17-minute song called Murder Most Foul. Now, his first ever number one song on any Billboard chart ever. And it's not at all shocking that he released a 17-minute song, about, which is about the JFK assassination, by the way. Uh-huh. So if you're a historical junkie and you love uh, the JFK story and the conspiracy theories surrounding it, take 17 minutes out of your day <laughs> and listen to Murder Most Foul, because uh, singing wouldn't be the word I'm using, but uh, there's some music, there's some swirling strings and piano, and Bob is saying words, you know? So it's worth one listen, I can tell you that. Uh, but this, uh, it's the fact that it's his first number one for a guy who's been performing for 60 years. And it's not like Bob Dylan songs haven't been number one before. Just as an example, uh, you know, The Birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, cover, yep. 1965, went to number one. Mm-hmm. Peter, Paul, and Mary, Blown in the Wind, cover, went to number one, 1963. I wonder where uh, All Along the Watchtower went, uh, the Hendrix version uh, on the charts. Obviously not number one because it would have been mentioned here, but I wonder how close that one got. Probably close on the rock charts, definitely not on the Billboard Hot 100, but yeah. he's never had a number one on any chart, even a particular rock chart. This is actually number one on the digital sales chart so he yeah. sold over 10,000 digital copies of this new single good on bob dylan yeah still good. accomplishing goals checking things off the musical bucket list in 2020 you know what you'll probably never hear it live or will you he if probably he goes on tour would he ever play a 17 minute song you never know with i don't him. know if you'd be able to recognize what song he's playing at this point when he performs <laughs> live <laughs> this is a bit of a twist at the at-home concert uh, idea willie nelson After bringing his annual luck reunion event online because of the quarantine, he's announced the At Home with Farm Aid, a digital concert featuring performances by his uh, Farm Aid cohorts, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, and of course himself. Yeah, this goes on Saturday night at 7 o'clock, and you can check it out via the uh, Farm Aid website. He'll also be joined by his uh, sons, Lucas and Micah. Now, Lucas Nelson is in a band called The Promise of the Real, Mm -hmm. uh, who has done a couple albums with Neil Young over the last several years, so I don't know if there's going to be any digital collaboration going on when they perform live, but uh, there is some crossover there with Neil and Lucas. The impression that I've been getting when Neil is with a band and not performing with Crazy Horse is that Promise of the Real is kind of his de facto backing band in the studio, is it not? Is it kind of like uh, Carpet Frogs is with Burton Cummings? That's the impression I've been getting. Uh, well, Neil releases so many albums, and there's been some that have been billed with Neil Young and The Promise of the Real. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some Neil Young and Crazy Horse, and then there's some with just Neil Young. And I have a feeling that if Promise of the Real was playing on those albums, mm-hmm. they would only be playing in the fact that they're playing stuff Neil's written. Maybe in The Promise of the Real albums, they've contributed to the writing of those songs, and that's why they're credited in the name. So. Maybe. Uh, I have to dig a little bit deeper on that, but obviously that relationship stemmed from Farm Aid and Willie and Neil working together all these years uh, and Lucas being introduced to Neil in that way. Interestingly, on the Farm Aid stage last September, John Mellencamp said, quote, be hopeful about, have faith in, and be grateful for right now. The miracle of life is in the dirt under our farmer's fingernails. Uh, This is Willie Nelson saying in a statement, he was right, and I'm so grateful for the farmers, ranchers, and farm workers who are on the front lines right now sustaining all of our communities. Now, more than ever, stay strong and positive. So that show coming up on Saturday night at 7 p.m., as you mentioned. Yeah, and uh, Farm Aid has not missed a year since 1991. Of course, they hosted their first event in 85, but since 1991, they haven't missed a year. They usually do that event in September, uh, so they're still hoping to, but uh, they might have to settle for another uh, digital 
festival if things stay the way they are. Well, it's all about the streaming now, as you know, and passing time in quarantine just got a little bit easier if you're a deadhead. The Grateful Dead have announced Shakedown Stream, which is a new weekly live stream series consisting of full dead concert screenings. Kicks off tomorrow, 7 p.m. on the band's YouTube channel. The first installment will highlight their July 4th, 1989 show at Rich Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. And they settled on that because, uh, according to Gary Lambert, historian, and David Lemieux, archivist for The Grateful Dead, they chose the show because the excellence of it is indisputable and is something that they think everyone will enjoy. Uh, And it's also a tribute to, of course, one of the uh, most affected areas in the world, New York State. So this one's for them, having a show in their backyard. And all of these uh, live streams are actually going to be led into by David Lemieux and Gary Lambert doing a pre-show where they take fan questions and give you a little background on these shows. And if you think, well, I've seen, I'm a big deadhead, I've seen these shows before. Mm Mm-hmm. You haven't, because these have never-before-seen footage included in them as well. So it's a real treat for anyone who's liked The Grateful Dead, or maybe you just had never seen a Grateful Dead show, and now's the time. Next week, they've scheduled uh, the Grateful Dead movie, which will play on April 17th. Radiohead kind of doing the, something similar on this as well. Yeah, they're going to be presenting several weekly live shows on their official YouTube channel. Tonight, I believe it's at 5 o'clock p.m., they're doing live from a tent in Dublin, capturing the band's October 2000 concert in Ireland. Uh, that show took place just days after the release of one of their masterpieces, Kid A, so a lot of album tracks from that record on the live set. Uh, on Instagram, the band said, now that you have no choice whether or not you fancy a quiet <laughs> night in, may we draw your attention to these entertainments. We will be releasing one a week until either the restrictions resulting from current situations are eased or we run out of shows. Which will be first? No one knows. You can also check out the Radiohead Public Library. They just launched that as well uh, recently. Digital archive, jam-packed with rarities, playlists, unseen concert footage, more. Entertainments, as the band would put it. Speaking of entertainment, let's wrap up with uh, something that's... uh, It caught both of us as just a little bit surreal. I mean, we can understand why. It's rational, it's logical, but man, it's a watch. David Gilmore covered two classic uh, Leonard Cohen songs last weekend with the help of his entire family. Yeah, so... They did a live stream for his wife, Polly Sampson, who was promoting a new book called Theatre for Dreamers. And she was supposed to do this at a public event at London's Central Hall, Westminster. But due to the COVID-19 pandemic, she opted to take the festivities online with assistance from David Gilmore, uh, their children, and the family dog. Now, I'm with a lady who's Portuguese. So her parents are Portuguese immigrants, and they in their house have access to the Portuguese TV channel. Sometime when I'm over, they're watching these shows. This looks like... The things that I'm seeing on their TV, like this old European variety show on a stage. Yeah. That's what it looks like if you watch this video. Okay, so you look at this, and we'll play a clip from it. First of all, David Gilmore, huge family guy. As a matter of fact, one of there's a documentary. Can't remember the title of it. It's about 55 minutes long. It's from the BBC. It's up on YouTube. Great documentary. There's lots of uh, footage of him working on his boat, but also hanging out with his family around a bonfire and how big family is for him. In that sense, this is not surprising at all. What is surprising is the setup. There's a reason for the set up. Polly does readings from her book, because that was the whole reason for the thing that was supposed to happen at Westminster. And then he picks up his guitar and performs these two songs, Bird on a Wire and So Long, Marianne. And their daughter, Romany, I think they've got about six kids, provides harmonies. The tie-in, though, is from Theatre for Dreamers, the book which is set on the Greek island of Idra, where Cohen lived at one point. Bird on the Wire was partially written on Idra, while So Long, Marianne is about a relationship with 
a woman named Marianne who Cohen met on the island. And apparently Cohen is even a character in Polly Sampson's novel. So that's how it all ties in. That's why this set. But uh, like I said, it's a trip. One of his sons, first of all, introduces the performance. One of the things that happened on Idra in 1960 was that a relatively unknown Canadian poet called Leonard Cohen gave his very first musical performance. So here's one of the songs that he wrote, inspired by his time on the island. Like a bird on the wire Like a drunk in a midnight choir Is it an earthquake? I have tried in my way to be free so again, this is homegrown, got some sound issues. What that ends up being is uh, an infant crawling around under the table and apparently messing with one of the mics. It's a wild scene, man. I mean, there's a basket of oranges on the floor. Don't ask me why. <laughs> okay, and then it continues because the baby gets more involved. And if I had not been unkind Okay, and that was the family laughing. But it's very homegrown, and uh, they're having fun with it. You know what? In these times, you do what you got to do. You could dress in something similar to what they're wearing. Uh, you set out a tablecloth on your, your kitchen table and uh, throw this on and pretend you're hanging out with the family, too. Giddy up. Make a whole scene of it. That is the Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.